This is the Falcon Twin Podcast from falcontwin.com. I'm Brendan, the pod pinhead, and this is commentary for pages 357 to 362. Kind of a short little commentary podcast here, but I didn't want y'all to forget what my voice sounded like. So, on with the commentary, page 357. Get up, sit up, sit up in your bed. Yes, this is a reference to the popular reggae song, which is very well known. Hopefully most of you have heard of it, because it's actually a pretty good one. And there's a little bit of text in the description in the script that I wrote, which I guess doesn't really come through at all. Well, obviously it doesn't come through at all in the strip, where I I wrote some descriptive stuff that was actually fairly fun and interesting that, of course, you'll never get to see, that was about waking up in the sort of moment after you wake up in kind of an unfamiliar bed and that moment of fear that you can have, especially when you're a kid, not so much when you get older, but when when you're a kid and say you're sleeping over at a friend's house, and you wake up in the morning, there's that sort of moment of disorientation, which is kind of scary. And for just a split second, you wonder if you're just completely lost and you have no idea where you are. And then, of course, you wake up and everything's fine. But there was description of that moment as Mika woke up from this dream that she had just had. And, of course, none of that made it into the strip. But it was sort of an interesting thing that I regretted not being able to put in there. And this is supposed to be set in kind of the pre-dawn hours, so maybe, I don't know, 5, 6 o'clock in the morning, maybe a little bit earlier. And you can't really tell that from the lighting and it's I don't know I had a difficult time getting the lighting on this even remotely sort of in the right direction and it just didn't come through at all especially when you look at the highlights of the page everything is very bright and washed out so it kind of looks like it's you know in the morning and everything's really blown out that doesn't look very good and you can also see a little bit of light coming in through the curtains too underneath and Obviously, later on, when you see the whole crowd gathered around Tresca's house, you'll understand why the curtains are drawn. And of course, I mean, also because it was just nighttime and everyone was sleeping, but but also the crowd, Tresca didn't want them poking in and, and eyeballing Mika while she was while she was sleeping. And so she gets up, and Tresca asks how Mika feels, and Mika feels, of course, sore, which I imagine you probably would after that kind of exertion. And it's obviously been a while that Mika's been sleeping that doesn't really get discussed until a little bit later, which I'll talk about probably in the next commentary podcast since I'm not going to talk about that page here. But yeah, Mika's been sleeping for a while and so she gets up and is of course extremely sore. She looks over and there are Evan and Annika, of course, and their emotions kind of playing out across their face. Evan is less than thrilled about the whole situation of what's just happened. Annika is of course very entertained by the whole thing and Annika sort of observes the whole thing with kind of detached amusement. I mean, she doesn't really care one way or the other what Mika does to the Durad, or for that matter, what the Durad do to Mika. She doesn't really care. But she finds it kind of funny to see Mika do this, especially since she can tell that that's not really what Mika's all about. And so it's something that she kind of enjoys watching, almost like, you know, pulling the wings off of an insect or something. That's kind of the way that Annika looks at this, is just sort of curious. Page 358 for a job well done. And so here Annika does say, nice work. And you know, I suppose that she is kind of happy from the sense that she doesn't like the Durad and likes to see them killed, but at the same time, it's not like she was thrilled about it either. She just doesn't really care too much. So Tresca's offers to get Mika some breakfast, and of course Mika is very hungry, having slept for a couple days at least. She sets up the pillow for Mika to, to lean back on, and then Tresca goes out to get breakfast. Presumably they've all been kind of eating or, or getting breakfast kind of prepared, so Tresca isn't gone for long. She goes off, and then Annika goes to maybe help if there's any help necessary. Evan is, of course, not happy with Annika's response where she says, nice work, and so he just watches her go out angrily. Mika starts to think about who changed my clothes, which was never something I really wanted to get into because then it would be a a big scene that was kind of unnecessary. So I said, well, you know, 
I'll just have her think that and then move on. And so that's exactly what happens. Mika wonders who changed my clothes. And before she has really time to ponder the situation a whole lot, uh, which I'm sure some of you readers have probably been doing at great length and bully for that, we go to page 359 where Evan sits down and decides he's going to give Mika a little bit of a lecture. I, I think he's been kind of stewing for the last couple of days about this whole thing, and he's pissed off about the entire situation. And so he's just been chomping at the bit to give Mika a piece of his mind, and it's exactly what he's going to do here. Probably not the best time. She would maybe be a little bit more receptive about the whole thing if he had waited until later in the day or maybe the day after, something like that. But, you know, he can't wait, and so he's going to going to tell her about it. And again, this kind of goes back into the whole thing about him not being the smartest guy in the world and not realizing that this isn't the time to have this discussion. So, but he decides he's going to have this discussion, and he starts to give Mika his little lecture and Mika says she doesn't really know what to think about what she's done and that part of that is just right now she's still kind of groggy she's waking up she doesn't know what to think about it but also too that's sort of part of this evolution of her character is that she's getting more and more detached from some of the things that she does where originally it sort of disturbed her when you know she just injured some people and then it disturbed her when she killed some people and now she's killed a whole bunch of people and it's not really having the sort of emotional impact on her that it probably should which you know is kind of a aspect of her personality, which is not exactly noble. And so Mika says she doesn't feel about what she's done. And Evan is sort of taken aback by this. Again, not really understanding that this is not the time to be asking this question. And he probably expected her to express at least some contrition over what she did, but she doesn't, and that really sort of pisses him off. And so then he you know gets on his high horse and, and starts to deliver the lecture. And in Mika, you know, as she says in the, or thanks in the last panel, she's really not in the mood for this. So she sits there and she starts to get mad too. And certainly you would think that this is the last thing that she needs right at this time. So as Evan starts to get up and, and give her, you know, his little speech about how you should and shouldn't do certain things, she starts to get pissed off about it. And if you look behind Evan in the second to last panel on this page, actually, in the, and also in the fourth panel, you can see that there's the fireplace too, and I think maybe I've mentioned before that the fireplace kind of goes through, and it's available on both sides of the wall in Tresca's room. And so you have the, the wall that divides Tresca's room from the living room, and that wall is fairly wide, but not so incredibly wide. And the fireplace is, is available on both sides, so when Tresca's in her bedroom, she can still access the fireplace. And so, and that's why also too, you can see them kind of looking through it. I think Maybe earlier on, if you go back to one of the pages, I think, where Tresca's in front of the fireplace, you can kind of see through a little bit to Tresca's room. And also, if you look on the first panel on this page, page 359, you can see Evan sitting down on a chest that's at the foot of Tresca's bed, which has no particular relevance, but that's just what he's sitting on. Page 360, Smirking Your Responsibility. Now, this title kind of came about as a result of what happens in the strip. This was... I wasn't entirely convinced that people were going to understand what was going on because, you know, the the main point of what Mika does here is that he is, he's getting mad, he's getting really mad, he's getting super mad, and Mika is understanding that he's really kind of trying to bottle it in. He's, and he's having difficulty containing his rage over what she's done. And so she thinks to herself, you know, well, if he's going to get mad, let me just tip him over the edge since obviously he's really upset anyway. If, if he's going to annoy the hell out of me, I might as well annoy the hell out of him. And so she does, you know, she does this little smirk thing to do exactly that. And she's baiting him. She just wants to, to really piss him off and send him into a towering rage because she knows he's not really going to do anything. She knows he's not going to attack her. And even if he did, well, that probably wouldn't be the wisest idea in the world for him. 
And so she's just doing this to piss him off. And, and that's exactly what she does. And so, so she pulls a little Sydney smirk out and, and uses that. And Evan, of course, completely flips the fuck out, which is, you know, of course, the idea. And he's just about to just completely lay into her, and Tresca tells him to get the hell out. I don't know that it really makes much sense what's going on in panel four, but the idea is he's opened his mouth, and he's probably in the, just at the very end of his inhale before he starts hollering at her, and Tresca comes in and just tells him to get out. But again, the whole point of what happens, at least in the first half of this page, is that Mika smirks, and I sort of felt that if I didn't mention it in the title, that people wouldn't understand that that was what was supposed to go on. And that was, you know, that was the focus, is that Mika smirks, and that's what sets him off. And so that's why I chose that particular title. Now, as for what the liquid is in the glass on the tray that Tresca is carrying, I don't know. It kind of looks like orange juice, but it's certainly not bright enough to be orange juice. And also, I don't know that they would really have orange juice available in that climate at that time. So who knows? Maybe it's carrot juice. Not that they would have carrots either. I don't know. But it's some sort of orange kind of muddy liquid. It shouldn't be muddy. That's what I'm getting at here is that it's dark and muddy when it should be bright and more sort of vibrant. Like the orange juice looking fluid that you see when Mika leaves Tresca to go out to go fight the Durad. Anyways, Tresca tells Evan to get out. And of course, Evan, you know, it's still her house, so he's going to play by her rules. And so he leaves. And it goes out there. She didn't bother to come back in when Tresca came in with the food. But she sees Evan coming out and she overheard what was going on. At least she overheard the lecture, obviously. She could, couldn't hear Mika smiling. Uh, that would be a, a neat trick, though. So she is just teasing Evan because she knows that he is... She knows that that's kind of part of his personality. It's pretty easy to work him up into a righteous frenzy. And he can you know, go on big tirades about that kind of stuff. Page 361, let her go. Now this... People seem to think that this was some sort of indication about the characters in the strip, but it was really just a pun on the word letter, because as usual, oftentimes I don't really have a good title in mind, and you know, as the deadline approaches, I start to get desperate and just look for a pun to make on something that features in the strip, and so at the very end of the strip, the punchline is the letter, so naturally I just try to make a pun on letter, and that was all I could come up with. So Tresca apologizes for what Evan did, even though you know, obviously she didn't have anything to do with it. And Mika starts to eat a little bit. And Tresca here says, if you want to talk about it, Mika says maybe later, what Tresca was really referring to was the massacre and, and Mika killing all these guys because she knows, and it, partly this is because Evan had just brought it up, Tresca knows that Mika probably does, or at least at, at some point will have feelings about what happened and, and will want to talk about it. But there is also this ambiguity about whether Tresca maybe was referring to the letter but of course, you know, as you see at the end of this page, Mika didn't really know that that Tresca had read the letter, and you know, there's no way she could. So that's you know, not Mika doesn't think about it that way. She just thinks that maybe Tresca means about the massacre. And there was actually at one point that I was going to have Mika look over and maybe see the letter on the bedside table, but I thought, well, Tresca definitely wouldn't leave that right there next to Mika, and I didn't want to have to contrive some sort of scene just around the entire concept of Mika seeing it. So. I figured it would be better just for her to sort of realize it on her own, which is what she does. And you can see that the food that she's got, she's got you know, a piece of bread with some butter on it, some little crackers, and a roll of some kind, which she'll be munching on in the next page. So ultimately, the, the ambiguity about whether Tresca meant you know, talk about the massacre or talk about the, about the letter ended up being a, a sort of a win, and that worked out pretty well. Page 362, now you see the payoff for the little irk sound in the last panel of page 350, 
361, where Mika is now coughing because a little bit of food went down the wrong way when she freaked out and realized that Tresca had had seen the letter probably because you know she knows that at the very least it's been one night although actually it's been more than one night and so she knows that Tresca almost definitely saw the letter and, and kind of wigs out a little bit and then tries to cover it up and, and does a fairly good job of it and the title of this page now I voted for Mayor McCheese that's actually a reference to Married with Children where there's a one of the episodes where Al is pissed off at the city government and so he calls up the city and he's demanding they do something he says now look I voted for Mayor McCheese and actually when I first saw that I didn't realize that was a reference to McDonald's I guess their branding hadn't raped my mind at that point but yeah so anyways that's what that was a reference to is murder children yet another weird pop culture reference so anyways Tresca says that Mika has to go see the mayor doesn't have to but he wants to meet her and so she decides that she'd rather just kind of get on with it and, and you know, not delay the whole thing because you know what else is she going to do anyway right so she just kind of wants to get on with affairs and that's why she says well can we go today and Tresca says well yeah I guess and Mika and then in the last panel you can see is munching that little roll that I mentioned before and that's about it really kind of a, a simple straightforward scene Mika wakes up and has a little bit of a lecture and is kind of an evil bitch and and then decides she's gonna go see Mayor McCheese and let's see what else has been going on recently well I've been guest appearing on some of the Virgin Worlds podcasts which is not probably what you think it is based on the title actually it's about MMORPGs and if you haven't been reading the comments on the front page then you probably aren't aware that I've been on several of the shows but I was on show 20 which was about oh, two weeks ago I guess in which I talked about the SOE block party which was on the 22nd of July and then I've also been on show 21 and 22 so if you want to listen to something about MMOs, or if you just want to continue to hear more of my voice, then you should go listen to that at virginworlds.com. Uh, and, you know, if you have any interest in MMOs in general, you should definitely subscribe to the podcast, because it's really good, and I, I mentioned it in my wonderful World of Podcasts show, and it's one of the, some of the ones that I used to listen to on that show I actually don't listen to anymore, but Virgin Worlds is definitely one of the ones that's been getting stronger and stronger as it keeps going. So um, so go check that out. I don't know, maybe I'll appear on more shows. That's kind of up to Brent. And let's see what else. I hope you enjoyed the Art Rage review podcast that I did a couple weeks ago. And if you aren't registered on the forums over at the Art Rage website, then you know why not go on there and make a little post about the podcast and, and show notes that I did so that people can check it out. I tried to email the developers, and, well, I did email the developers, but I never got a response. So presumably there are a lot of people who use Art Rage who might like to see that. And so if you are registered on the forums, do me a favor and go and drop a little note over there. And I would appreciate that very much. So that's it for this show. Again, as I said, a fairly short one. If you have questions or comments, you can email them to me using the link on the homepage. There is a send me an audio button on the podcast page you can use to send me voicemail. Or you can post something in the forums. Some of the music provided tonight was from the Podshow Podsafe Music Network. Check it out at music.podshow.com. So there.